Welcome back. It's your boy, Dave Ford, The Connected One. And we're here today with Amy Greenshields for this edition of On Move Life. Amy, good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm very well. Thanks so much for having me today. Excellent. So you now recently got a, a new promotion at KPMG. What's your title now? Director of Corporate Communications, which is a, a net new group for our global role, uh, a team of fantastic all ladies, interestingly. Okay. So ladies night. Here we go. And what is it that you ladies do for KPMG? What, what is your group tasked with? Well, that could take the whole entirety of this interview, I would say. Um, <laughs> but the, the real answer is this group of terrific individuals we're tasked with doing a bunch of different massive projects that have long been done off the side of people's desks uh, before this group came to be together. So a lot of big uh, corporate initiatives helping to engage the rest of our network, you know, 160 countries around the world to do some really, really terrific activation around our purpose, our values, a lot of important work. Excellent. And now your background before this, what was it that you were doing? You mean KPMG or before I joined KPMG? Both. Either or. Both. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I've been with the firm for close to eight years now, which is, I think, a, a record for me. I was a military brat growing up, and so I'm not used to staying in one place for, for very long. I'd like oh. to jump around. This is new for me, and when I joined KPMG, it was my first time being on the client side of things. Before that, I had always been in an agency world. So, you know, really on the, the jet ski, if you will, where change happens often right around the corner. And, and when I joined KPMG, it really did feel like a little bit akin to being on the cruise ship where, you know, if we want to do something, we need to start planning, you know, weeks and months out. So that's, that's been my career trajectory over the last few years. Okay. So this is a new role. You, you know, you've got a big team, as you mentioned. What is it that we can expect from you in this role? Well, you know, we're, um, track, we're tracking you. We're watching Amy. You're, you're kicking ass <laughs> out there. So what can we expect? Oh dear. oh, dear. Everyone's watching. Everyone's listening. Well, what we can expect, I think, you know, a big thing that I'm setting out to, to do is if I look back over the last few years, uh, the last year, rather, obviously, we've all had to change course. Uh, so the pandemic has, has made everybody really stop and think about what's important. And that's the same is true for, you know, KPMG for my world. So really thinking thoughtfully around what, you know, how we need to support our people, how we need to support our clients, how we need to support the firm, but also society at large. So, you know, there have been some tenuous times and, and I think those have caused a pause. And, and, you know, in terms of an organization as massive as KPMG is, we are, are taking that opportunity to step up and, and realize that we have to give voice to some of these, you know, systemic issues around the world. So that's going to be a big role that uh, this group is playing as well. Excellent. Now, what, as a communicator, what problem would you say it is that you solve? Well, so I have a science background, interestingly enough, before I thought about the wide world of PR, I have a background in that, in science. And so I like to think that what I like to do is, is help people understand the heart of the problem. So, you know, when I had a, a toddler around, I was hearing why a lot, but that's also something that I say a lot to people as well, rather than just jumping right into a tactical execution. Uh, you know, I really like to pause and, and think about you know, what is the audience that we're trying to reach? What, what do you want them to, to know, think, feel, or do? And helping to really uncover the heart of that problem, I think, is uh, kind of a superpower of mine to, to try to distill that down. So, um, again, trying to, to bring that to life with, with the broader team as well. Okay. Now, looking back at your career, you know, thus far, you know, what would you say would be one of your, your best days in your career? 
Well, I thought a lot about this because you did share your questions in advance and yep. it's hard not to say this, this day in particular, about three weeks after joining uh, a new gig at, at an agency a while back, a long time ago, actually okay. had an opportunity to launch uh, a new beer. So what's not to love about that? Sure. It was, it was good fun. It was a new team. It was a tough challenge. It was the first low carb beer in Canada. So I don't need to name names. People can, can do that Google search themselves, okay. but you know, it was just, it was terrific fun. And it was a nice blend of, you know, some real kind of corporate work, but alongside, you know, consumer. And I'll never forget after leaving this press conference, myself and two colleagues were actually stuck at the corner of, of Bay and Bloor waiting for some of our colleagues to come back downstairs from the office and we had a pile of beer that we had trudged back over from our press conference location and of course of all things you know it's a pretty pretty busy uh, street corner michael landsberg came wandering by and said how can i get get some of this and we said it's all yours as long as you can have insert client name on your show next week and so it all kind of worked out pretty brilliantly wow That's a good win. So that was a good, that was a good day. But personally, I I was just reflecting as well, you know, even just last week, one of my, my new uh, teammates said to me, you know, just thank you so much for caring. People are really going through some hard stuff right now. So just hearing those words and, and, you know, that kind of humility, that humanity, you know, that, that really struck a chord for me much more recently. So, you know, speaking about that, you know, this last year, everybody has had to change, you know, every single person on the planet has had to change in some way, shape or form. You know, a lot of organizations are now saying they're going to permanently move to this work from home way of doing things. How do you keep your team engaged and motivated at a distance? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's a new team for me as well. So this, this group came together just before the holiday break. I've known many of them in the before times is what I like to call it. You know, we've, we've shared office space together. We've shared a floor in downtown Toronto, but some of my team members are net new and I hadn't even met them uh, in person before. So, you know, making time to, to reach out and, and getting those one-on-ones in early, you know, really conveying kind of my sense of leadership and kind of my style early out of the gate was really important to me. But also being careful not to overdo it. You know, people are, are getting tired of the Zoom and deep team calls. It, it's becoming quite overwhelming as well. So I like to leave those touch bases in calendars, but at the same time, I give people the option to, uh, to, to kind of opt out if, if the day is just becoming too much. So it's, I, I think it's a good mix of making sure, you know, leaders, myself, were open and honest and transparent about, you know, what we are going through as well, being able to bring our whole selves to work, you know, up until very recently, I, I had a little person at home who was, who was doing homeschooling in the room next door to me. And so when it came time for gym, it did sound like there was a herd of elephants coming through. And so <laughs> just being, you know, really honest about some, some troubles and some you know, issues that everybody is facing, I think that has meant the world, you know, and I think that that has really helped, but you're right. It's, it's a whole new world and, and some people are, are on their own right now and it's, it's becoming quite quite difficult for them to, to see the light of the end of the tunnel. Now, before this recent um, promotion, you've been in leadership roles. So it's not something that's new to you. As you said, also, this is a new team, net new for some of the staff that, that will report to you. How mm-hmm. would you say that leadership has changed over the last five to 10 years? Well, I mean, I, if I think about 10 years ago, I think a big change has been technology, certainly, right? So where things were much more 
task oriented and potentially a little bit more top down, it is much more people oriented now. And so making sure that you're tapping into your highest performers and highest potential very early has been key. You know, in technology, again, it's just changing the way that we operate. We're able to be much more agile now. We can set up group chats and have, you know, collaborative experiences in real time, which I think has really changed things. But uh, I mean, the fundamentals of leadership are the same, right? You know, I don't think if I reflect back on all the great mentors that I've ever had over the years, there is that nugget of, of sameness across all of those individuals. And I don't think time really changes that. It's just being uh, true to your values. Any advice that you would give to the next generation of communications professionals out there that want to get to your level and above? Don't be afraid to try new things. So you always have to be you know, good at the level that you're at, of course. But I remember reading you know, the, the second city literature, all the great people that have, have come out of that, uh, that world. And that knowledge of you know, saying yes and, I think was, it was a really key learning for me early days. So you know, again, just putting up your hand and saying, sure, I'd like to, to give a, a shot at doing that, even if I have never had any experience doing so before. Or another way of saying it, right, fake it until you make it. Just, just give it a try. You know, people are pretty supportive and will always be willing if you just ask for time to give their knowledge, to give their experiences and to share with you. So I think that's really important for people that are coming along as well. Okay. I often hear this term glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. What, is that, what does that mean to you? And is there a glass ceiling today? Well, I mean, in terms of PR, right, it's such a female dominated industry. Reflecting back to my postgrad days at, at Humber College, there was one, one lone guy in our class of 30. Uh, and I'm not sure if he liked that or really did not, not like it. It's hard to say. But, you know, there's, there's always changes that we need to be making in any industry. All I can say is, you know, that old adage of, of making sure that you uh, reach down and help others is so important. And so for me personally, you know, I do mentor several, several terrific women. I'm also part of an advisory council with Girls 20, which is another organization to really make sure that younger uh, women have a seat at the table. So I think it's all really critical. Uh, things are definitely changing. You look just to our, our friends down south and the recent election, you know, a first female vice president. Glass ceilings are starting to be chipped away. I'm not sure if they're completely shattered just yet, but, you know, change is happening, of course. And any advice to women who, you know, they feel that that barrier is very strong for their career? Any, any advice for those women and how they can deal with the glass ceiling, deal with these barriers that, that stand in their way? Yeah, so I think some or sectors are harder than others. I think, you know, being open to potentially pivot in your career if things are becoming too problematic, if you can look for other opportunities. I would also say to people that I speak with on a mentorship basis is to surround yourself with, you know, terrific people that you can just bounce ideas off of anytime. So I call that my, my personal advisory board, if you will. I've got four or five great individuals that, you know, I've come to turning points in my career that I've, you know, just sounded things out with them before making massive decisions. I think that's another really important way that younger women should be thinking about their career trajectories. Now, the fact that we're sitting here today on this call, you know, obviously means that you, 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 are, progr- you are continuing to succeed and excel in your career. Again, you just got a, a recent promotion to a director of corporate communications. 
But looking back now, was there an obstacle, whether it be a person or thing that really stands out that you had to overcome? And how did you overcome it? That's a great question. I was, I was thinking long about that. I could give you know a multitude of, of answers here. But for me personally, it was, I think I was my own obstacle in some respects. You become really good at certain things that you become known for that. And for me, it was execution. I was really, really good at all of those details. So in agency life, you know, that means project planning. That means doing the really nitty gritty stuff, making sure all the T's are crossed, all the I's are dotted. But again, for me, I could see I was kind of being relegated into certain types of work or certain types of client uh, engagements. And uh, I'd reached out to one of those people I'd mentioned before on my, my personal advisory board, if you will, to say, what give, what can I be doing differently? I, I, you know, I want to, to be doing more, better, et cetera. And, and that was her advice is to keep doing all of that because you absolutely have to, but just recognizing it in yourself. And, and again, to my earlier comment about just raising your hand and continuing to ask for more, that was a big shift for me. Just because you're good at something doesn't mean it's something that you should continue to do uh, day in and day out. My final question, being a working mom, it's not easy. Let's be honest. It's not, it's something I will never experience in my lifetime. How do you balance that? How do you balance your career and also, you know, being the household? So for me, it's starting my day right. So I am an early bird. I know not everyone is, but I do like to get a workout in as often as I can before anybody else in my house is, is awake. I am one of the, the Peloton fan club who is happy to get that uh, order placed actually before the pandemic fully hit. So we must have had a crystal ball. Um, <laughs> so that for me is a big mindset in terms of just how I start the day, but also just a recognition that again, no one's perfect. We're, we're all learning as we go through this. And you know, you, just keeping your mind sharp means learning new things all the time. So some of that is my son is into Pokemon right now. So I have to rewire my brain to now understand that whole new world as well as, you know, kind of all of the acronyms and all the good stuff that I get to play in, in uh, professional services world. <laughs> I don't envy you there. Pokemon. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's I a whole new it. world. Well, there you have it, boys and girls, Amy Greenshields, director of corporate communications at KPMG. She is out there. She is, t- she is, you're, you're growing your team. Are you hiring right now? Cause Maybe one of the listeners may want to. My team is fully staffed at present, but we do have other opportunities across across global and within our Canadian firm. Absolutely reach out. Excellent. Well, we look forward to seeing your career progress and continue to thrive and flourish. Appreciate your time today, Amy. Thank you.